Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last talk. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side stories. <laughs> yes. I swallowed his kids. I swallowed his kids. I swallowed his kids. Now they down in my stomach. I swallowed his kids. This is the song. Someone sent it to the side stories. Oh, that's LPOTL a real song. Gmail. Yes, it is from the album. Um, let me just let me double check because I don't want to besmirch this woman. I want to make sure that I have this completely because there's a lot of creativity here. Definitely. A lot of energy here. Oh my goodness. Way. I get it. This is a euphemism for swallowing cum. It what? Whoa. <laughs> because here, like it's called it's by Princess Vitara. Vitara. Uh-huh. The album is called Coming to America. It, it's not spelled normal coming. <laughs> It's spelled the jizz style of coming. Oh, my. Um, and what I like, it, honestly, it's got great titles. I do love the titles. It's There's one called Why Are You Running, which is, uh, honestly, I'm asking the same thing. Yeah, especially absolutely. people out there running with the fucking masks on. Yeah. And like, oh, you want to fucking accelerate your fucking mouth breath to your nose holes? I think there's they, one called. She wasn't done draining them yet. They can't run nope, away. No. Nope. They've got, I stepped on some weed. Oh. Um, swallow his kids. I swallow his kids. That's the third track coming up there. There's one called I Own Three Goats. Wow. Um, one called My Rent Cost Five Grand. Well, no. So that's just putting that out there. Just that's putting what she's that looking out for. there. She must be on one of the coasts. It's very expensive to live out here. And they got a this song just called Do You Eat Ass? All right. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben hanging out with Henry. Now, the question that I have when it comes to the song titles, does she ever answer these questions? Let me ask. Let me actually, let me ask, the, let me ask myself that question by listening to the song real quick. Now, this is the song. Now, this is thank you to Spotify. We want to say thank you to Spotify oh for all of the support that they give us. And I think we're going to be able to play some of this song because of this, right? Because of our relationship. I would hope so. We get very little, um, but this could be one of the perks of, you know, our small amount of success. Here we go. All right. Let me listen to this song called, oh, yeah, you got another big song called I Want 20 I Want 20 Inch Dick. Oh, wow. And the, the other big one's called Nigerian Pussy. Now, let me see what this song here says. Wow. Okay, starting off kind of slow. Yeah. Kind of cool. Do you eat this ass? Will you eat this ass? Jumps into it, huh? 
And then any answer. Vitara. Her name is Vitara. I mean, she's got a great looking ass. All right. Well, indeed, I'm sure a lot of people would love uh, to take part in that. I hope everyone is doing well out there, enjoying. The, you know, we're getting some fine temperatures out here uh, here in the Pacific you, Northwest. Oh, this is how you're saying. This is what you're doing. You're going to meteorology <laughs> corner when I want to talk about the fact that Princess Vitara has like she is requesting someone to eat her ass, and mostly the song seems to be a, ru- a rumination uh-huh. upon the ideas of. My ass is edible. Sure. No one currently is up inside of it. Not yet. Three, are you the person with the gumption, nay, grit, determination enough right. to uh, give her the things that she requires in mm-hmm. order to get to eating her butthole? Well, if it takes grit to eat someone's butt, I would highly recommend they just take a shower. It shouldn't be that difficult. You should not have to have an eye patch on like you're John Wayne in a Western. You should never have to, I don't even know, have a Honestly, cold beer protect- after you do it to forget the memory. Just wash before. Just get in sure. there. I don't think it's insulting to ask. Give it. Just give a little sweep. Give it a little. Give it a bit of a sponge. Because in the end, I think you should be protecting your eyeballs because that's how you get pink eye. That is very true. A lot of pink eye caused from the butt. Um, all it right. seems to be. Well, it seems to be. It does seem to be. Speaking of buttholes. Let's talk about Israel Keys. Yes, I'd Is- love to because what a piece of fucking shit. I'm glad he's dead. Now there's new evidence. But you there's know, new, Henry- there's new stuff coming out. This is the interesting thing. Obviously, Israel Keys, murderer. What did he kill? 11 people? Well, no, we only have the one he confessed to. He only confessed to a couple, like the, that one couple. Like, he is not, he he purposely kept his information close to the vest because mm. he wanted to play games with the police officers. I don't yes. know if you remember him being like, I fucking even dare you to get to the center of my devious mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, he was the one with the murder kits around, things like that. Ultra yes, douche. kill caches. Ultra, ultra, ultra douche. Well, I actually think it's sad, though, that he committed suicide i would have liked to see this person have to stay alive for a longer time just to just to suffer in the mind of israel keys but apparently he he had to succumb to his own annoyance i would i love the i i loved i wish i could have seen israel keys go prison bald oh yeah i think that people in prison go bald different like they age different they age harder so a lot of times like i would love to have seen him become like either super super fat or very very spindly those are the only two criminals that exist well then Um, then the super jacked you can also get super jacked as we we know but serial killers don't seem to do that serial killers don't seem to go there i don't know why they don't go the super jack route from what i know because i know dennis raider is normal yep uh samuel burko i mean david berkowitz technically went I think he's softer. He got fatter. He got softer. He turned. He turned to Christ. He turned his life around, and he turned to muffins. And he he's is weak. He's weak. He's a little bit weak. The only one that really made a massive physical transition was the fellow Richard Speck, who got the big hoo haws. Well, he did that. That was just. I'm going to just stray that. I'm going to call it an addition. Yes. Right. He definitely was an add-on to use the parlance of Outer Worlds, the <laughs> RPG. Was he he modified his chest to I guess to a plus five grabability and comability. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been watching a lot of. I for some reason I've stumbled upon this television show that's all about cabins in Maine. 
Oh, I love Ma- was it it's called like <laughs> like Main Lodge Master Something or like, Ma- like Main Lodge com- Commandant where it's just people putting logs together and just, just like so- this will keep me good and far away from my neighbors. Yep. Well, that's the biggest complaint. If they're out there and they're going to buy a log cabin, log cabin living, great show, and you even come close to seeing a neighbor. What this the is hell not am I doing neighbors. out here? Absolutely. Why, why did I build this fucking shit out of Abraham Lincoln fucking bricks? <laughs> All right. I got, got this type of day. And then every once in a while, a guy comes by your house, especially if you meet, and you go, you don't want to go up now. Up now. Sometimes. That is about all. I just, that's the only that's thing it. I and know that's about exactly me. what happens. My favorite thing, and we can get back to Israel Keys because we, we have should. some art to talk about. But my favorite critique of anyone that walks into a house is, oh, yeah, I wanted a little bit more wood. We wanted more wood. This doesn't have the feel. This doesn't have the feel. We wanted more wood. You see, I came from that idea of like, because I remember when I was first, when I, I before I, I got with Nat, right? Like I ended up like I was living a single man's lifestyle. I'm going to say akin to Ben Kissel where sure. I had a, a love seat, a TV and a bed. That is the only thing that I own. Well, I remember I, I at some have two point, TVs, so I'm you doing have two better TV. than you. No, that's different. This is it was before we were making money on the show. So, <laughs> so I, this is all I had. I had a love seat, I had a bed, I had the fucking TV, and I remember going through like at, at some point, like talking to an interior designer about something. I didn't know what I think I would do. I was in a railroad apartment in Brooklyn that was like, I don't even know what an interior designer was going to do, put a fucking plant in there. But their big thing was that sexual, like you got to embrace your male sexuality. And that's what all of this is about. We need to create like a kind of moody, sensual space for you. And the only thing they do is put wood in there. (laughs) Not to mention you lived right above a seafood restaurant for an open seafood market. It's like, (laughs) it ain't going to work. But that's very sweet though. That's adorable that you got an interior your designer for that place. I, I yeah, I mean, it just stopped. I just stopped. I basically ghosted her because I was like, yeah. I got nothing, man. I don't know no. what to do here. Um, but according to 48 Hours, so this the course of 48 Hours, of the, that show, if you've yes. seen that show, I love it. Uh, basically, it is a, a world-famous show that has been around for 30 years, Henry. People I, I love, love 48 this fucking Hours. Show, but the reason why I, I even come back to it, it's always like a detective who's just like fat and tired. Yep. Um, and that's the only stand, thing that stands between us and chaos is a man with a coffee-stained tie who yeah. looks like he needs about three hours more of sleep. Isn't that true? Um, but he, they basically, they, they did a, a new investigation to the murders of serial killer Israel Keys. Now, this comes from CBSNews.com. Uh, they, they have promised to reveal new important details never made public. Now, when producers Chris O'Connell, Anthony Vendetti, and I entered a meeting room at the Anchorage, Alaska FBI field office, we didn't realize just how unnerving that promise would be. Whoa. One by one, FBI special agents Jolene Godin and, and Catherine Nelson began placing sheets of paper before us. Each sheet featured a haunted, hand-painted image of a human skull with eyes looking back at us. The artist, Israel Keys. The paint he used, his own blood. Oh my goodness. He made 11 paintings, 11 skull paintings with his own blood, like the goth cliche douchebag that he is, which is why people are now speculating that he didn't kill as that he killed more uh, than previously thought, because I guess these are supposed to represent his victims. But in the mind of Israel Keys, 
it could just be the Pamela Anderson that he used to masturbate to when he watched Baywatch. And Ugh. that worked her way in that that worked it, its way into being a painting. It is just the most painfully lame thing that the only thing that I mean, nothing tops his suicide note. Nothing tops his new metal tinged uh, <laughs> super extreme with three X's with Vin Diesel standing behind the three X's, that type of extreme poetry. Uh, ugh. But he decided to create these three he created 11 skulls. Right. And mm-hmm. I guess it was before he committed suicide. And the last sheet of paper, he wrote, we are one. Oh. And then I guess they're saying, ugh. It alludes to 11 (laughs) possible victims that he has decided to, uh, I just his, uh, his dumb curly headed mystique that it's supposed to add to. I'm not going to sit here. Well, I am going to sit here, but I will protest any mocking of Vin Diesel. Yes, a background dancer turned a tough guy. That's what can happen in Hollywood. That's what can happen in Hollywood. There are no ding-dongs. There are no boobies, but it is triple X because it's a lot of action, and I have been watching a little bit of action films in the background as I stare at my dogs, and they're kind of fun. Have you? Did you see Bloodshot yet? No, I have not seen that. I'll, although when I look in the mirror after a long night of drinking tequila alone, which I've got to curb, I see it in my eyes. <laughs> I was thinking about I wanted to watch it, but Natalie says, I mean, my thing is I have to secure sex first. Oh. Um, and then I can watch Bloodshot because Vin Diesel doesn't seem to do it for Nat. I think it's got something to do with his shoulders to neck to head ratio. This is a statement. Maybe it'll be controversial. I don't know. Mel Gibson will always do it. You put no, Braveheart on. No, Nat, Nat, Nat is not sexually attracted to Mel Gibson. But if you ask my mother, my mother still is being like, I just don't understand how they ever shot out the most sensational leading man that's ever been. And I was like, oh, it's mom's because he had a bunch of anti-Semitic shit and he called a cop sugar tits. And she's just like, you didn't think I they didn't try to rape me every day when I worked at Domino's in the 70s? And I was like, I know, mom. I know things were different in the 60s and 70s. It sounds like it. Well, we all love freedom. Israel Keys obviously lost his freedom because he was so horrible at handling it. This is what he had to say once he started killing people randomly. He told an investigator, once I started you know, there was nothing else like it. Um, so there you go. That's Israel Keys. He's a little Ugh. artist. If you get what a chance to a take fucking... a look at these skulls, Ugh. they suck. They That's suck. another problem. They They're not just, even good skulls. Don't. It's just on a sheet of paper. And you know, I mean, no, it's just saw him doing it. No one stopped him. Him going, ow, ow. Oh, man, this is going to be so fucking gnarly. Everybody's going to see these skulls and be like, holy fucking shit. That guy's the devil. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's just doing these things. They all look like greys. They don't they even look do. like fucking skulls. They look like alien heads. And, and then uh, just, just, uh, just to be I the perfect him. 13-year-old goth, he puts the upside-down cross on all of their foreheads this? like it's a demonic Ash Wednesday. There's some fucking I, Tumblr bullshit. This That's is, what this is. This is the scariest part of prison. Your roommate. Like, I, when I think about prison, because I watch a lot of the lockup. I know you do too, Henry. Yes. Your roommate, that's a crapshoot. I mean, I got Don't know. pretty unlucky in college, and that's theoretically where good people go. I had two. I had, a real, I had one really good roommate that was, he had a Mustang. 
Cool. That was fun as hell. And, and freshman year, he had a he had a fucking killer ass car. That was super cool. But yeah, the other one used to c- come out when he was drunk, and he thought it was a funny thing to come out into the common area, pull down his pants, and pee on his feet. You know, I kind of like the second one better than the Mustang guy <laughs> because it is pretty funny. It was a trick that he did and it didn't make him super popular. But last I saw you was married. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean, that's what happens. You no. just eventually, you know, if you just if someone will eventually go to you. It depends on just how lonely you allow the person you want to be with be. Sometimes you have to go for somebody who's super desperate just to speak with anybody. If you just, if your main thing is just to get married, I just, I totally agree. I was watching Shark Tank because now this is the premise of every single one of my sentences. Now is I was watching. Um, I don't clarify I know, if I had because, clothes on. Uh, yeah, man, of course, because we are in the most boring time period <laughs> on the face of the planet. There's nothing to talk about. We were talking about that we did a big Zoom meetup this weekend that you missed. We all were like, oh, because Christmas got better I was to too depressed to Zoom because it's it's like it's it's like masturbating. But sometimes you want to have sex with someone. And I but can't look at all my friends how- and not be able to touch them. It's like it's like going to the menu board at Mickey D's. And not walking out with a McRib. I, you know what though? I'm I'm not I'm sixty percent of masturbating, but you know what? At the same time, sixty percent of the time it works every time. Okay. But uh, but we were talking about it's like well, well what do we do how do we talk about all the things we're up to it's mostly it's like I could sit and talk to you all about this week's episode of last podcast on the left which Nat was, uh, is thrilled with I mean she gets it already and then the half the other room are people already working on the show. That's what I'm talking about. Shark Tank, they had a couple of people come in and they were they were selling a product that would clean the Internet of all of the funny pictures that you had when you were in college, because now you're a grown up big boy and you're applying for your job at Morgan Stanley. And they don't want to see the picture of you, your ding dong out in the middle of a living room. And when when one of your friends took a picture of you pissing on your feet. But in our case, we just monetized it. I asked for Travis's when we first hired Travis back in the day. I asked for his most embarrassing photos because I needed to know he could embarrass himself to even work for us. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that it's important to have that base. See someone at their college level. If you're going to get new employees, see them at their most embarrassing so you can see if you can handle it or at least know, hey, this at least he's a real this is a real person. I with to- a real story. I totally agree. So Israel Keys kind of back in the news because he made some horrible drawings out of his own blood. Horrible roommate situation to be in, mostly because the art is so bad. And you know he put it up on the wall. Because what else are you going to do with it? You have to. with that one. How fucking metal is this shit, huh? Doesn't it make you feel the creep of the graveyard? Doesn't it make you feel the call of the ghoul? (laughs) 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 Nothing escapes my dark vengeance. Maybe Um, he would be a fun roommate. Nothing escapes. Speaking of college, Henry, this story kind of made made me think of all of us. But this dude is not in college. Do you hear the story about the guy who jumped on the wine tanker? In California, (laughs) opened up the spigot and just started slamming wine out of the truck. This dude is incredible. Got to, dude. Honestly, what do you find that wine? wine, That wine's just sitting there. Uh, You know, you got to get it because in the end, if you, I think that if you steal wine from a bar, right? If you go behind a bar and steal it, I would view that more harshly. But there's something about 
scurrying up to the top of a wine tanker like you're a French pirate. Yes. And you're fucking self-siphoning a bunch of Merlot in there, man. Hey, the you won. You actually, that's like hunting for wine. It really is. The dude's name is Gabriel Morano. Moreno. Uh, we have a friend's Ooh. last name, Moreno, as well. Johnny. Gabriel Moreno. He was arrested. Oh, my God. In of course the, they arrested him. It was in wine country. You're going to call it wine country and not allow all the wine to be free for anyone that's in the said wine country? You think Willy Wonka arrested those kids for stealing all the sugary treats? It doesn't he make let them sense. in there. He let them in there, and then he did punish them. Well, he did graphically punish them. One of the fat boys, no, he, I believe, he is still dead at this yeah, point. Yeah, because they killed Augustus Gloop. They stretched <laughs> the other woman. They did many things to these these children, and it was kind of like, honestly. Now that I think about it, Willy Wonka's all about fucking entrapment. It's all about it doing that passive aggressive thing where you say like, "Well, yeah, you know, you just don't track." You, you bring everybody in your house, but you don't tell them you're not supposed to sit on the fucking furniture and the whole time you're like, oh, uh, yeah, well, you decided to sit in the chair. Being like, well, you invited me to your living room. Yeah, it's like anytime you go over to your friend's house now during the pandemic where, yes, it does seem rude, but we have to understand the reason behind the rudeness. So this guy, he was, it was a Cherokee freight line. I don't know what that means, but I guess it's a good freight. And uh, the uh, the truck driver was like, what the hell is going on here? I feel like I'm losing wine. He thought that there was some mechanical problem. Stops, uh, takes a look behind and just sees Mr. Moreno with no shirt, no shoes. He's no on problem. the side of the tanker. And then the video shows him climb underneath the tanker as it's free uh, as it hits freeway speeds. That's when the driver noticed a dashboard gauge showing he was losing fluids, hundreds of gallons of wine. Whoa! This is Fast and the Furious <laughs> dinner party edition. <laughs> so this guy this wanted great, that get, truck what a wine. Fucking, Napa Valley capers, man. Can, but Henry, I figured even when you buy wine in the box, they got a little bag in there. It's not yeah, just a little in bag the in there. box. I didn't well, know that you could just go crack open like a keg, in, in, like the, the world's well, most expensive keg. You could just crack open the back of a semi truck that has a bunch of wine to, in it and start guzzling it down. You're not supposed to. But you can't. The, the wine has to go from one place or they don't have it's not like oil. They don't have pipeline system that goes from Northern California and France like into our countries and pull it. Like I don't know. I mean honestly that'd be kind of fun. But they don't put it to our pipe system so it can get there directly. So it has to be taken from one place to the next. So it's put in a big tanker and then it's that tanker is then emptied <laughs> into a bunch of other I guess into some other uh Version. I don't know anything about wine I don't production. Know. But the arresting officer, so this is according to the arresting officer of Mr. Moreno, who was just thirsty. He says, this individual was able to release the wine from under the tanker, and he placed himself underneath the tanker in such a manner, the best way to, to describe this was somebody doing it like snow angels. So he's just <laughs> stuck to the bottom of the tanker, just, <laughs> just guzzling on wine. Dude. My God, this seems like Amen. something Nordberg would do from Naked Gun. He got it drugged does. behind a, a underneath a damn car, but he didn't even get any wine for it. He just got to murder his ex-wife. Yeah, this is like a highly athletic version of that of Paul Giamatti from the movie Sideways. It really is. And then the officer concludes with this individual, which I like that he's keeping a classy. This individual got exactly what they were looking for immediately. Yeah, trucking, sweet, we, sweet, sweet wine. Sweet wine. The trucking company says it lost about a thousand gallons of red wine. 
most of it ending up on Highway 99. Oh, That's about $5,000. That's about 5,000 bottles worth of wine, my friend. So that's hey, not good. This could have been some some form of very intense quarantine scavenger hunt. Sure. They said, I bet you can't drink wine out of a wine truck. And the guy's like, fucking, you've never met a Moreno. Absolutely you haven't. I mean, people, this to me is so much better than spelunking down underneath a cow, sucking its teeth, trying to get some milk. This I is, mean, this is so much better have, than that. They both have their pluses and minuses. One is that, one, yes, you're strapped to the moving tanker underneath a moving, on a highway, going speed limit speeds, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Yeah, that's very dangerous. But the other one, you're up to your fuck. you're on your, you're up to your fucking shoulders and cow shit. Yeah. You're like crawling through a bunch of cow shit to get under a fucking, get to the teat. What did Marcus call him? Not the breasts. Marcus called it something else. Oh, I'm not sure. They, they do like call, the tube. Yeah, they call it something weird on the farm. And, it's like uh, the breast. Th- I don't know what goes on in Modesto, but according to the cop here, he says uh, he also says I've I've listened to thousands and thousands of calls. He says this one's up there. It's got to be top ten. But don't you think top ten? That's got to be really. That's very boring. That's a very boring town you think, because it is just drinking wine out of a truck. Anybody can do it if the truck is parked. It's you, more exciting that he was on the go. I think he was on the go, and then it went all, all over the highway. It's a pretty exciting day for uh, for the old Modesto cops. I think that cop should be thankful. He should be blessing his lucky stars that it's that bored for him. Oh, God, that's so nice. He doesn't have to go into all these shootouts. I'd be so scared for him. Well, what he's got to do is announce his retirement, and then from Action Movie Logic, that day will be crazy. Yes, uh, then he, that's the he, way he it stops works. the serial killer. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously, this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere, and I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year, and that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. 
Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. I do want to do a couple of updates as well. Number one. Um, the, there, the Halifax examiner coming in hot, <laughs> um, coming in hot with some, a little bit of, uh, some fr- more information about the Nova Scotia shooter oh that happened April my. 19th guy, but they, they, in this article, they, they name him, they just name him as GW. So I'll do the same. Um, he dresses a Mountie he shot 22 people, Horrible. one of the, the worst mass shootings led to, um, an assault weapon ban. Oh, they got on that Canada. very quickly over there. Yeah. yeah very, Up very there. fast. 
May 1st, immediately, my birthday. And then what the, now, according to the, the Halifax Examiner, they had someone that formerly was a neighbor to GW who went on to describe him. And I don't want to, this is this is intense. Uh-oh. And this is some new material. She went on to describe him as, he was an asshole. <laughs> Um, well, you apparently know, he was an asshole. Apparently, he beat his wife quite a bit. He was uh, oh. he wasn't. There's a lot of people saying that oh, this guy was kind of a regular dude. It was like right. kind of a staple to their little town, which was known that to the little town of Porta Peak. But uh, apparently, he beat the shit out of his wife. Or this is according to this one woman, and he also was a he threatened them many times of, uh, in the most Canadian way. Uh, made them move just by driving in front of their house, getting out of the car, and staring at them at their home for up to 30 minutes at a time and then leaving and eventually said we gotta get out of here well you can go pop him in the nose real quick too just be like what do you want why are you out here stop staring at me michael myers very canadian they were afraid inside of their homes they just moved huh well i guess the guy was very dangerous so he would show them their weapons and apparently they tried several times to call the mountings on him for some some of his illegal weapons and no one really ever followed up because they basically said he's a good guy you know i always feel good when we hear stories about these serial killers in this case a horrible mass shooter in gw named gw i guess those are his initials i'm happy that he was an asshole because yeah, i hate course. when you hear oh just a nice normal person i don't even know what that means they never anymore are. and i'm beginning to think that people might just not be able to gauge what normal means like normal is not just like well, we never said a word he just mowed his lawn three times a week he took his garbage out like everyone else never See, said I, hello never said anything it's like that doesn't mean he's normal i just feel like we don't understand what normal is i assume you're doing crimes Okay. Right. My base paranoid level is I assume all people are guilty until proven innocent. Well, that's that's I'm totally gonna, that's totally flipped around. Yeah, but I do that mostly. <laughs> I'm not going to not blame the content that we've covered for the last ten years. Yeah. But on me, so that's why my my end. I'm like I'm not surprised by anybody's actions. Something I guess because I just assume everybody has a mirror world inside of their own brain mm-hmm. that we don't have access to. Absolutely. No matter how well you know somebody, you can know them for decades. You could be married to them. You could be you could have given birth to them. You never really true the inner machinations of someone's consciousness. And a lot of times there's fucking wiggity woo things in there and they can bubble up to the surface at any point especially during choke point stress moments like the beginning of a quarantine well that is why the question is would you ever want to know what's on the minds of people no no i don't want to know what they're thinking i can't take all of the insults i don't like the insults that they express to me we're already getting them on the internet Yes. Already like up to our eyeballs in the collective unconscious of all fucking humankind. And everybody says whatever thought that they have anyway. And we are already subject to it. So I've had enough of people's huh. thoughts. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I didn't really realize we sort of did get that. We did get that superpower, didn't we? We can see yeah. into the minds of the many. The Turns out that people, not a lot of people need to have their minds explored too much. But they, but, but that's things. Also, the other, the other way around, people then believe. I actually, it almost creates another sense of kind of complacency about the human mind. Is that actually uh, maybe uh, what I'm saying is actually indicative of a problem? Where I assume now that I've seen so many things that maybe it would make me less less curious to get to know someone. It would definitely put up a bit of a wall if I would, yes. if I meet someone and I know them only through social media before. 
It's, but I have social media friends. Difficult. I have, I have social media friends. People I met through social media then became my friends. It does happen. Of course it does. Um, another update. I actually got some really good information about funeral homes after we talked about the the massive pileup of bodies that are happening in New this York story, funeral homes. I didn't realize this was going to hit a nerve with some people. Well, it's because it's a it's a fa- fairly misunderstood business. Yeah. And I feel like that there's off. I think that there are people that are flawed within the uh, funeral home business. And I think that there are people that take advantage of it. I mean, I think that we, we don't who knows. But if you look up, I forgot that we spoke with Caitlin Doty yes. several years ago, who runs uh, the the she wrote a wrote a book called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes uh, from Here to Eternity. Um, the, the, she is a funeral homeowner and a mortician and runs a YouTube page called Ask a Mortician, that which is or, the user order of the good death, and there's a really good explanation for these types of backups of bodies. And obviously, we are in a very high point for bodies, especially in New York City. Uh, it's I'm a body still, boom. It's a body boom. I am not going to. I am going to still say it's it sucks. The situation sucks, and the situ and who knows how it can be remedied, but. Ask a Mortician has some really good information on the subject okay. that I was not fully privy to. And now that I know, I find it to be interesting because it's state by state. Certain people get paid for for bodies by the state and some don't. Sometimes they have to hunt that cash down. So saying mm. someone's hoarding bodies for money is actually probably not true because a lot of times you have to go after the families for the money. And then you're putting yourself in a situation where if you have a body that's been sitting there, that if you obviously don't have the cash to already do some fancy outside funeral from what you're doing right now, because right now they're just trying to cremate bodies as fast as humanly possible. Right. And they're trying to cancel all services, all mortician services, all funeral home services, which is really, really tough. It's yes. making all these bodies build up because you have a right to say, hey, I want a funeral, which means like, you know, I want to be able to have these f- go final goodbye right. to my family, to my family member, which means your family member is going to have to sit on ice, Put them which on requires ice. like, but it requires infrastructure. And if you don't already have the infrastructure, it's all mess. Well, but that's I the thought strangest it was a thing very- about my deli now. They've actually just started putting the corpses in the refrigerator section right near the Bud Lights. And I say, hello, Tim. Hello, Wendy. <laughs> and you go in there. And I'm just kisses. happy that my, uh, mm-hmm. my grocery store got a side hustle going. I also started watching a documentary. I had seen this a little while ago, but someone we bring up the things that people are in love with objects. Obje- there's a thing called objectum sexuality or what they call OSs or objectum sexuals, mm-hmm. people that are attracted to objects. And one of the things that was, I watched this documentary. It's on the YouTube channel, Only Human. And one of the things that, you know, you can love whoever you want. I don't give a fuck. Do everyone. These people aren't hurting anybody. I mean, I, they are marrying the Eiffel Tower. Sure, I think it's weird because it feel like it's people who that are insane that think that they're Napoleon. Where it's been like, right. so you not just it's not just some random building. It's the Eiffel Tower that you're in love with. But well, then they find oh a local my. piece of building uh, maybe, that they'll rub maybe themselves they watched on. Some Eiffel Tower porn. If you do watch some Eiffel Tower porn, you're not going to go to France. You're mm-hmm. going to go to the basement of some college frat, and then that Eiffel Tower. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, and I tell you what, that Eiffel Tower is not up to code <laughs> a lot of the times. But the one thing that was the, the the hard part of this documentary is watching these. There, I'm again. I'm I'm not offering judgment upon them. These are very strange. They're str- I mean, I'm, you know what? I'm going to say the word unusual. Sure. They're unusual people. They're <laughs> in love with structure. To say. Yeah, I think it's safe to say they are rubbing themselves on. Th- I, it's just it's okay. a lot, right? See, this is my question, Henry. 
Do they ever fall out of love? If, yes, if there's they do. a new if there's a World Trade Center one. The first and all of a one sudden, they, oh, they I'm literally, sorry. Yeah, that happens. That is in that is in the documentary. What happens then? Where, How do you divorce the Eiffel Tower? And isn't the Eiffel Tower going to be pissed? And don't you have to give it half of your shit? And then doesn't it come back and kill you? No, the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower. She, this one chick is married to the Eiffel Tower, um, and she's still in love. And she says that they keep it. They what she does is she built a model of it that she has sex with. Oh, and she puts it inside. I imagine, but she says it's more consensual it's more like there's foreplay and she kind of masturbates while touching it right it's like a whole thing it's very very intense um it's a lot this woman was a professional archer that's how what happened she was trying to date a man she ended up falling in love with his bow versus him what she took on the bow she fucks the bow her and the bow actually go on to win many championships, but then they break up, and then she has to go and redo with her coach. Right, she's got this archery coach who's just looking. He's just looking a little tired, and right. they are trying. He, she refused to get the trophy. She won third place trophy in this like in this archery competition, and she refuses to go get it because she she ref- she can't handle the bad memories of what it was like to used to be in love with her bow. She wait, hold on. So somebody got broken up with, not for another person, but for an object and then how do you deal with that i suicide guess. no i don't know is that an israel keys moment i don't know where you say oh time to die or I, do you say thank god she's not having sex with my best friend that would have led to a whole bunch of more emotions i guess if they want to have sex with a bow you just gotta they be, can like, do whatever they want. be a bow so you have they to can do whatever they want if that's what you want to do i don't give a shit but yes would i be thankful that my buddy's not dating that person anymore or trying to that person anymore I'd be like well I think he dodged a bullet here because she had some what I would say unreasonable expectations so then Especially what, so, so what well, did Henry so watching this what dude would you would I notice I'm walking down the street would I notice and this woman's carrying a bow I'd be like okay that's kind of weird but what I she kisses what, it she does she okay. holds it she sleeps with it in her bed but that's now they're broken up now these are full objects the one thing that really kind of like <sighs> It just made me t- twitch, and I think it's because of this time period. Was the woman the the main woman? It was she's now in a newfound love relationship with the Golden Gate Bridge, and she goes to the Golden Gate Bridge, and she's just like, I just love to be around it. The sensuality it makes me feel. It makes me feel heard. It makes me feel seen. But she's going up to the handrails and all these like areas of. And she's just fucking licking them. She's licking oh, and kissing no. them and rubbing herself on it. And then another woman, she meets up with another person, another o- OS. They go to New York, which is the OS capital of the world, apparently. So Kissel, look out for them. I will, yeah. They, they say there's just so many objects. They say it's like a strip club for them. Where it's just eye candy everywhere. I am actually, and- I am extremely jealous that they can yes. experience reality like this. Yes, absolutely. It's a, It seems to be a more innocent way to view life. But she, well, she goes up to. I mean, they've all been deeply traumatized. In I'm not li- going to say that's not the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, they are. They are. They've all. They've all had bad pasts. Everything has been bad. Things have been bad have happened to to both of them. Sure. But the woman goes up to the the Empire State Building because now she has been enamored with the Empire State Building. Right. It, it looks like a huge cock. And the other woman goes to her. She's like. I'm going to let you guys be alone. You guys need some alone time together. This is the Empire State <laughs> Building. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon in New York City, right? And so she goes up to the building and she starts being like, I can't believe I'm so happy that we're finally together. This is a man and that's doing this or, or a woman that no, loves they the are only No, they are only women, it seems okay. to be. According to this documentary, I think that they are, this is a, it's a kind of an older documentary. They're saying there's only 40 
of these people that identify as OS okay. and that are also uh, they uh, but and they're all women apparently. Okay, but she goes up to the Empire State Building. Security guard comes comes past and it's like, can you please, can you go, please, please leave? And she's just like, one second, just one one last second, and she starts French kissing the outside of the building. It's like, no, 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 no. like so very gross. intimately kissing it, <laughs> and then, so and they, I, but I give big props to the security guard because he comes up and he goes, are you finished? Are you finished? Please, oh, please go. That's very nice. Please, please go. Very, very nice. And then she left. But then she's like, "Yeah, that security guard read me to riot act back there, like trying to commiserate with the other woman. Like, yeah, they don't understand our love. They don't understand." And I was like, "Honestly, he let you kiss it for like I, you're forty-five the building. seconds. He let you kiss it for a, almost a full minute. Wow, and that's a lot. And I want to say." He technically gave you a lot of room. I I think that that's safe to say. Most security guards, they they maybe one you get one lick, you get one lick, but then once you start going in like a deer on a salt block, you got to We got to call it here because we got she people coming in. Like we got meetings was, happening. She was all lip in that. Like she might have been a, a one of the purveyors of Princess Veritas. Um, open-ended business in her backside, um, because it looked like she was eating the Empire State Building's asshole. <laughs> well, I think that's the exhaust, isn't it, up top? The World Trade Center <laughs> 1, I will say, that's a babe on the street. The World <laughs> Trade Center 1 is a pretty hot, that's a pretty hot building right there. Did I guess the, so. Are you about to fuck this thing? No, no, it won't have me. Uh, did they give, do they give attributes so like the Golden Gate Bridge? They when do. I think of the Golden Gate Bridge, I'm like, that's a straight up killer. Golden Gate sure. Bridge is actually, it's a very dangerous bridge. So it kills great, people. It kills people. There's a great documentary called The Bridge. Check it out if you kind of want to be depressed and also realize that some people commit suicide and then their family members aren't sad about it. Because there's yeah, one girl brutal. recovering that where it makes just like, me want to blow. It's such a sad. That is a sad documentary. So did, so they so Golden Gate Bridge or like they'll be like oh that's the bad boy or like do they break it yeah, down they like do it's K pop bands. The woman that was in love with her bow, the archer woman who was in love with her bow, said she said stuff like he's handsome and he knows it. <laughs> Which is interesting. It is a very interesting way to live. Um, she she was molested her whole life. The um, whole, uh, so the they whole go, they go into the backstory of they do a little bit, but it's it's highly fascinating. Yes. I just the, the brain can house so many ideas. It can. It can. Some some good. Some not so good. And in this case, I as long as. As long as they're happy, can they be? Can you be happy though? Don't you at some point? Don't you? Don't they, you need it? Don't you need a hug? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. We're we're more extroverted people though, so maybe they don't need it. I love human contact, but these people have been. I think a lot of it has to do with being burned by humankind, right. or they believe that they have been sufficiently burned by humankind that they switch to objects. But to them, they never say the word "it" because she's like that means it's inanimate. Well, but it doesn't. Ma'am, ma'am, um, These I, I'm people not going to argue in, with her. I'm not going to argue with her. They live in an X-rated Beauty and the Beast. And yeah. I want to say that it's, I mean, you know, I remember being weirdly kind of attracted to the French duster. Of course. Well, that was by design, and let's not get into the cabinet. Um, but I like I liked breasts. And when I yeah. see, like, a thing, I mean, I'm not to be too controversial, but I like breasts. And my thing is that even if you put a big pair of great naturals 
on a building. Well, I don't think they I'm could have be a hard time point. if they would if they were natural. Then you got to find the woman that you took them off of, and you're probably going to be charged with murder, or at the very yeah. least, a, a unwarranted double mastectomy that no one wants to go through. Did nothing. Nothing is like a surprise double mastectomy to really ruin a quilt group. Well, speaking of surprise, speaking of so that would <laughs> would make for an interesting conversation at the quilt group. Maybe. Lop, 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 lop. Oh, my. Speaking of surprises, we had Mother's Day. Did you call your mother this past weekend, Henry? I want to. Th- I actually I feel I wonder if I can even do this. I think that our our people will be mad. But my mom, I found because it was difficult to get the flowers. I wanted to get her flowers right. during oh, quarantine. Yes. So I went and I got her. Um, I got her flowers from a place and she was like, I want you to talk about it on the show. And I don't know if I should, but they did such a good job. They made my mom cry. (laughs) It was a place called Floral Impressions in Tampa that made my night. Like they, she was like, you wouldn't believe the cavalcade of flowers that they left. And it was just a celebration (laughs) of what it's like to be a mother. And then, oh, Henry Thomas, we watched the, we watched the comedy show for the nurses and we laughed. We laughed and laughed. And I was just like, that's great. I wish I could watch comedy. That's very nice. What was the name of it again? Floral Impressions in Tampa. <laughs> oh. They did a really good job. And she said that when my mom called the, the head of the of the florist to say, what a good job you did. And she's like, this is the first time anyone's ever called with a compliment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really sweet. I just Venmoed my parents some money because that's how we communicate love. Um, but that's very, very nice. This son, not so nice to his No, mother. this is the opposite. This is, we're going to Beijing, China. So police in northern China, they have arrested a man. Why did they arrest him? Well, turns out his mother, who is half paralyzed, he doesn't like her anymore. Nope. Put her in a wheelbarrow. The son put he her is, in a wheelbarrow. He just put her straight up in a GD wheelbarrow. In a, a GD wheelbarrow. In a wheelbarrow. And uh, got a barrow door out to the, to the cemetery, where evidently there was just an open plot. Guess they just yep. have those. Sure. Dumped her in there. Uh, three days later, they found her. She was a little bit, she was quite upset, but uh, she it's was a alive. miracle. Yes. It's Jesus. Jesus is back. That's right. The man's wife told police her husband carried his mother away in a wheelbarrow on May 2nd. When she failed to return three days later, police were informed and the man was placed in detention. A rescuer said despite the woman's ordeal, she was faintly calling for help. And she was freed, according to the police. But it sounds like he didn't. I mean, I'm not really certain what the track is here or how how to take the story, because number one, number one, I feel like he could have buried her a lot deeper. Well, if you wanted to, I mean, once you drop the mother off, I think you probably put some dirt on her. I mean, I can't imagine she's still going like, help, I'm alive, help, help. And you're just like, shut up. Shut up. We're just ignoring you. We're ignoring you. Scoop, scoop, scoop. Because in the end, in my mind, I think that you I mean, you'd want to probably, you know, I'm not trying to give this man advice, but you kind of want to like kill a woman first. Well, that would be the logical way to do it. I think he was just like throw mama from the train. 
He was just so upset with his mother after years and years and years hey, of taking hey, care of Harold, Harold. <laughs> Owen loves his mama. Um, so according to the public assistance and in, in, uh, according to uh, a source, China has horrible public assistance, especially in the poor rural areas. But of course, the families are expected to take care of their elderly. I guess this guy just had enough. And he said, I can't do it anymore. And he went and he buried his mother for three days. And now I guess he's just has to hang out with her more. Absolutely. Because that's the thing is that like, why bury your mother when all that does is grow more moms? Yep. I don't know. You know what I mean, you just you can't just plant a mommy seed because no. then you're going to have a whole mommy crop. That's right. Her the mom's surname is Wang. Uh, she was 79 years old. His surname is Ma. He's 58. I mean, I guess at this point, buddy, that's your mom. You you just got to You have another 10 to 20 years tops. Yeah. So you just got so. you just got to wait it out. But also, there's just. Uh, again, not to give advice. There's so many other ways to do this, but also just, just fucking, just see, ease it through. Just see, be with your mom for a little bit longer. Just, just figure it out. Because in the end, you're not gonna really be. I'm gonna say this: mm. you're if you kill your mommy and bury her, yes, maybe the very beginning you'll be very happy. Oh, she'll come but back I, to haunt you. Yeah, I think that you will be haunted by your actions. Absolutely. Especially just if you're already so half-assedly just kind of leaving her in a pile of dirt. Right. You don't really want this. You're just trying to find a way to get it. And you know how you do it is you get her a rich boyfriend. Yes. I'm not sure how many rich boyfriends are out there in that province of China. Province of China. Yeah. But you know now. He thought it was bad before he buried his mother for three days. Oh, my God. You're oh. never going to hear the fucking end of it. Never going to hear the end of it. You better be making breakfast, lunch, and dinner for her from All now on, buddy. Because you long. Remember when you buried me alive you for three days? remember when you put me in a wheelbarrow? <laughs> yeah, it's forever. It was like the one time I forgot a cake on my mother's birthday. <laughs> a little bit like that. You think of she was mad about that. Yeah, I'm mad if I shoved her in a wheelbarrow like she was a, f- a bunch of fucking manure. Your mother would, uh, your mom would at least just enjoy having the family time together as you sweat profusely in the middle of the night with a dirty white shirt, trying to find the great, the white, the right graveyard to plow. Oh, Henry her in. Thomas, it's just nice to spend some time together. Yeah. Oh, come over here. This is the dirt's so light over here. <laughs> this actually be really nice. Oh, this is actually kind of comfortable. This would be a nice grave, Henry Thomas. Oh, um, no, I'm not gonna. Kill her. Very, I'm not going to kill no, her. You just gave her flowers, and she's not allergic to flowers, to your knowledge. So that wasn't a secret plot to poison her. No, that's just what that, I'm not like my mom. My mom does long con games where she tries to poison people. That's a different story. Never now, tell anyone your allergies. By the way, that's what we never. learned from the movie Parasite. That they are yep. going to then you are those are biological weapons. If you're allergic that's to impo- cumin, it's no longer just a fun spice. It's a goddamn weapon of mass destruction. Mass destruction. Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark, because dog can't give you its opinion. But every month, we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled, and then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. 
Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys, and she's a murderer. She rips these things up, but, you know, we got some high-quality, tough toys from BarkBox, and she absolutely loves them, and our family could not be happier. <laughs> and if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah. Very key. You gotta communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data. And you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me, because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does, will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma, blah, blah, blah. When it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank, I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. <laughs> I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in, especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Steven, my guy, but you still refuse. And you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls and sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand because Steven was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support and they hear all about my hands hurting and how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off 
with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I want to tell you this story. Um, I said this. This is way more of a Kissel story okay. than a normal Henry story. Oh, is but this I the thought- one? This is really fun. This comes from Smithsonian Magazine. Yeah, so this I comes from like this. a very big, this is like a big, classy, like, <laughs> it, it uh, is. honestly, periodical. Um, this is the headline. Aww. Super constipated Florida lizard breaks records with gargantuan poop. Aww. Now, you think that that's cute. And the picture of the, t- the, the lizard is really cute because he's all fat and chubby, right? Right. It's an right. unfortunate diet of pizza grease and sand. Clogged your innards because the the it lived behind a pizza shop, <laughs> right? It's in Florida. Live behind a pizza shop. It's, it's great, fucking so cute. You that is like you. I like. I was born on third base and about to yes. hit a home run. Yep, it is a. It was a northern curly tailed lizard. Yeah, behind this thing, and it got all filled with. It got all filled with with shit, right? And according to the article, this tubby creature, whose two inch long midsection was swollen to the size of a golf ball, oh. was a female. And they f- first thought this the, a a U F herpetologist scooped it up, and they thought it was pregnant. Okay, and they began to poke around the animal's abdomen. They didn't find any evidence of eggs, and said so they said it felt like it was full of silly putty. Oof. Now, if you see this fucking CT can, the CT scan of this lizard, right? You see that the lady, the lizard lady's innards weren't full of wasn't weren't full of burgeoning babies. They were instead bursting with poop. 22 grams that filled a third of the poor creature's entire body volume, but 80% of its total weight, it pushed all of its in its fucking innards up to the top of its rib cage, right? Oh. It was completely jam-packed. It looks like Mitch McConnell if you gave him a fucking autopsy. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. Sure. I Not am getting better at political choose, humor. But certainly the one that definitely eats sandy pizza behind a weird-ass pizza joint in Florida, for sure. Definitely the one that probably should be euthanized as yeah. well. That's what they... And so at first, I thought that... Oh, what a cute story. Sure. Right? Because it seemed like, oh, I'll be go wreck and send it poop with the lizard. Well, blah, exactly. Blah. Just give it a little lizard diuretic. Have it poop it all out. It'll be happy. And you can imagine, Henry, aren't you just a little bit envious of having that uh, to reference John Wayne once again? Just the seven pounds of poop that was found in that man. This, oh, like, yeah. It, it, if you could excavate it, what a day. What a day yeah, that sure. would be. Yeah, but to get it out of this fucking lizard, they had to kill it and cut it open. Oh. It's the saddest thing in the world. It, uh, it, it was is sad. Jam- jam-packed this, full of shit. In this article, they show the aftermath of what Henry just said. They cut open its little belly, and it is a dark, it is a dark poop, uh, not I a healthy take, poop. I will say I've taken a couple of these. Yeah, this is, it's almost like we were in... Uh, it's almost like when we were in Dublin, Ireland, and we had Guinness for four days straight, and there is no, it's just black. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's how it happens. If you've had a bunch of whiskey and a bunch of blood sausage, like we did in fucking, this is literally mm. what my shit looked like for three days in Ireland. Yeah. Um, if you look at this northern curly tail, apparently they're native to the Bahamas, oh. and the Cayman Islands, and now they're an invasive species in Florida, um, but they'll eat anything. But man, I tell you what, it may have killed him, but this little fucker was living life like he died and lived the same way as James Gandolfini. Absolutely. I was just going to say, Tony Soprano living the dream behind a pizza joint. My question is, they got this lizard 
this lizard that may have been stepped on and killed, ran over and killed. No one would ever know it existed. Nope. We don't have the best health care in the world right now. Sure. They got this lizard. Yep. A scan, like they just got him to the to the lizard hospital. They tested him, him for COVID. They, I um, mean, they, is, they ch- gave him his diabetes medication for free. Yeah, he had the best health care. He has better health care than my fucking parents. It's unbelievable. And I also, if you run this pizza place, what's more invasive, the lizards or these researchers just hanging out like they want to get an extra slice that you had to throw away because you can't legally sell it because you're not Joe Exotic. These people what are, is going they are on lizard, behind this pizza place. They're lizard curious. All right, these lizard curious. They are looking at lizards with a different purvey. They are looking at lizards the way that one woman was looking at the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> that we just don't have that type of interest. I mean, if I was the manager, I'd be like, all right, Stu, uh, it's your second day here at Lloyd's Pizza. Go go shoo all the archaeologists and go shoo all the lizard people away. Keep the lizards. Just get rid of the people. I love the lizards. Yeah. Anyway, poor lizard. This is a lesson to you, though. Don't have sand, pizza, and other greasy things because evidently it congeals inside the tummy. And then yeah. you can't. Uh, well, you can get that because you can get that. You can get the gout. Yeah. Don't eat sand, y'all. Don't eat sand, y'all. And according to the wonderful, in- informative documentary, Plandemic, sand is where the cure is for co- for COVID. But don't eat it. It's don't, don't. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Well, speaking of food, let's do Hero of the Week. All right, this week's Hero of the Week. He's the hero of my life and the hero of every day for me. But now it's nice I get to share with all of you. Well, it just shows, over the years, we have stated opinions on people. Sure. We have called things in the future. I mean, I was famously correct about Michael Jackson. I think that, (laughs) you know, Marcus was famously incorrect. There was some heavy speculation going on. But Marcus is famously incorrect because he defended <laughs> Michael Jackson. I'll always remember that to him. But I'm going to say that the the history books, at first glance, we thought might not look kindly upon this man. But now it's seeming that he might be the only decent person to live. Indeed, a spiky-haired Jesus. Guy Fieri. We're going Fieri this week. I'll even say Guy Fieri he raised Even more, I will do it. He raised more than 20 million bucks for restaurant work. Uh, this guy, he uh, he was partnering with the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Uh, he and uh, the organization have been sending restaurant workers $500 grants through the newly created Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. Uh, av- uh, after less than two months, Fietti was awarded more than 40,000 grants. During the interview on Thursday, he said the total amount they raised was $21.5 bucks. He said, I started thinking about my my brothers and sisters in the restaurant business and a bunch of restaurants that was closing. We got to do something. And Guy Fietti from Triple D, from Triple G, Triple D, and everything else, Guy Fietti was able to raise 21.5 million. People mocked him for years. They mocked him for years and they said, oh, he's going to be a child molester. Oh, he's going to be a rapist. And they've been nope. incorrect so far. No, nope. they were thinking Jared Fogle. This just goes to show you might this holds true to my philosophy that the nice people, the morning people, the the, 
Matt Lowers of the world. They're sure. always the ones because you got Jared Fogle. Everyone's like, Jared Fogle, Subway sandwich is super healthy. He's having sex with he... children. Guy Fieri is in there being like, put some more bacon on it, bro. Yeah, I like the cheese. Yeah, that's all he's thinking and he's about. Raising 21 million bucks for people. I was trying to explain to Natalie that once I was listening to an interview with Guy Fieri and the way he talked about how he was changing the game in uh, the chicken wing and chicken sandwich business by raising the ounce level of per cutlet. The way he was talking about it in detail, I was like, this man doesn't even have time to molest and groom. No, he's busy. This man is focused on fucking impacting the chicken sandwich environment. Absolutely. He's trying to disrupt, but also he's observing and adding to the conversation of the chicken sandwich. Yes, he is. And there's no greater conversationalist than Guy Fieri. I'll never forget the American Grill experience that I had in Midtown Manhattan before the coronavirus closed it's everything. It's not a good restaurant. The market it's not closed. Good. Yes. The, the he market. is not a good restaurant tour. Well, he, he put his name good- on it. He put his name on it. But Henry, did you even go to the American Grill or are you just, are you just demeaning the great chefs you know that work there. Unfortunately, even though it defies every single thing inside me, every bit of judgment, every single thing of culinary foresight that I have, because of Guy Fieri's ascendancy into mm-hmm. a place of respect, I will at some point go to a Johnny Garlics. I Just to check it <laughs> out because right, I've never Johnny done it. Garlic's. But also the Burbank <laughs> Airport has a Guy Fieri sandwich spot. Okay. That is not good. Well, it's not always about the quality of the food in his restaurants. It's about the quality of the food in the restaurants he goes to. (laughs) That's what it's about. He's a good curator of food and and assembles views of food. I will fight you to the death if you even come close to criticizing his Vegas fries. The Vegas fries that I got. Now you got your tornado crisp. You got a tornado fry. It's what very, is a tornado fry? It's just a big, thick, twisty fry. It's, it's a curly fry. It's a big, thick one. It's a spoon that's a fry. I, it was uh, sure. one of the best things I've ever had in my life. You I, know to what? the point where I was talking to the bartender in Midtown Manhattan as if it was a very nice, classy restaurant. And literally the guy was just so nice. He was so happy that I was treating it with such amount of respect because usually it's just big families from Ohio, not demeaning them. But when they come to New York, oh, they're it, just shoveling. They're not even thinking about the food. They're just shoveling it in their mouth. Shoveling. Right? That's what you're about to say. You saying that you put a jeweler's glass on to the mm. Guy Fieri experience mm. and you actually were actually there. You were the only one truly present. Everybody else was just filling their gullets yep. in the in the neon flame bedecked world of Guy Fieri. I don't uncut gems got nothing on uncut carbs. I wished I could make a movie where I was Adam Sandler's character in that film. But instead of running uh, a jewelry business, it's nothing but these tornado fries, Vegas fries. I will legitimately help bankroll that. I got a martini. And the martini. I, will, I would help you with that. Thank you. I think that's fantastic. The martini right, was incredible. To- so thank you, Guy Fietti. You're the hero of the week. You did it again. Did it did again. It again. Proving them wrong every fucking week. All right. <laughs> I, I got a couple of listener letters. Let's take a look at some of this motherfuckers. Now, this comes from, I talked a little bit about the Verdeger. 
which was this kind of opposite of the deja vu experience that mm. happened that happens a lot in Scandinavian countries. Uh, the idea is that you see a premonition of someone before you see them, and it happens a lot to people that are emotionally close to each other. This was a fucking. This is crazy. This is a okay. good letter. I myself am thirty five years old man from Norway, and I have this shit. I've earlier wanted to sit down and write to you about this. I never got around to it, but after hearing that episode, I found the time. A lot of men in my family have had this dating back to at least as far as 1685, according to the family tree. When I was younger, I never understood why my mom always knew when I would walk in the door, or that she knew when she needed to look for me if I got hurt. She would always say it was the Verdager. I thought it was something she had. My grandmother on the mother's side would do and say the same thing. When I was in my teens, I finally asked my mother about this and why she she had the Verdager. She thought, looked me dead in the eye, and told me that she didn't have anything. I did. <gasps> that freaked me the fuck out. But she explained to me that it was when she saw, she explained to me when she saw the dread in my eyes. It's not a doppelganger as much as it's a poltergeist, but not scary. It's just a premonition of me that shows itself 15 minutes before I get somewhere. It seems that most people who are emotionally connected to me get the premonition. My mom says that every time I have walked in her front door since I was old enough to walk, she's heard me open and close the front door and hang my jacket in the closet 15 minutes before I actually do it. She basically gets deja vu every time I walk in the door. All the dogs I've ever had have also done this. So if someone has been watching my dog, that dog would go sit by the door 15 minutes before I arrive to pick them up every time without fault. When I was 18, me and some friends went on a trip to Bulgaria to party. (laughs) <laughs> One evening when I was really drunk, we walked past a tattoo shop that was open. We stopped and were about to go in and get me a tattoo when my mom called. She told me I was too drunk to get a tattoo and I should leave the shop. My asshole Vordager had showed itself to my mom getting a tattoo and she immediately called me. Oh, it's a Basically, snitch. It's a snitch yep, ghost. Th- th- that's what he says. My Vordager is a snitch. What? Oh my God. Well, I didn't very know funny. that was going to be the turn. But it also showed itself to my dad when I fell from a tree in the forest next to my house and blacked out. So I woke up in the hospital instead of alone at the forest at night. But no one in my family really believes in ghosts. But Verdegers, everyone believes it because we've seen it too many times to doubt it. When the people with Verdager die in my family, almost everyone knows when they have died immediately because a lot of my family sees or feels it right before it happens. Hmm. I don't mean everybody feels it, but that just enough feel it that everybody gets the message early. My dad was in Brooklyn in the 70s when he saw my mom's uncle die on the pavement in front of their apartment home in Norway. He called home to check and my mom said he was fine and she should see him walking. she could see him walking past the house. Uh-huh. He suddenly fell over. And died on the pavement of a major heart attack when my mom hung up the phone. Well, this is the first of all, never answer the phone if anyone from this family calls you. This is it's it's always scary. Seven days, seven days. It's very scary to think that. Oh, if they acknowledge it, I wonder if it's because they acknowledge it that it happens. Because I don't know. Could could you try to help them? It sounds like it's it's happening despite anything that they're doing. It sounds like okay. it's just a weird sort of astral behavior that we do not know why. I love it, though, and it makes me so happy. Um, but here's this next oh, story. Oh, Henry, hold this on is, a second. I'm getting a vision of you in 15 minutes from now. You're going to take a huge dump. It's going to be a perfect so funny. dump. Yeah. Thank God, because I've been waiting on this dump. <laughs> it's coming. 
All right, so here we go. This is a funny story that shows that sometimes things are creepy, but they may not be, you know, there's surprise in here. Okay. So about 20 years ago, I was about 20. I was living in a rural farm cottage in the middle of nowhere by myself. I'd gone to bed one Saturday night about midnight, and from memory, I think I was lying in bed half asleep, half considering molesting myself. Molest? <laughs> Suddenly the phone starts ringing, so I don't get out of bed naked. So I get out of bed naked, and I go out and I answer the phone. There's no one there. No dial tone, no one speaking. Just wondering what was going on, I hear this cackling female giggle come from my bedroom. I put the phone down and rush back to my room, and it's empty. I do check under the bed. No clue what's going on. Nikki was just going to get back in bed. The phone rings again. I go out and answer it. Thinking I should put some pants on. Again, there's no one there. Okay. I hang up. Phone rings again. So I answer it. No one is there. So I just fucking pull the jack out of the wall. Thinking that's all of it. I head for my, I head for my room. And then I hear a painful sounding baby crying in my spare room. Mm. I run in there. Room is empty. Do you know your feeling when your brain can't stitch together what's going on, right? But I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm feeling panicky. Phone rings again. The phone that has been ripped from the wall. I answer it, and now there's creepy breathing. I'm saying, who the fuck is this? And then that witch-sounding, cackling giggle comes from my bedroom again. I drop the phone. I rush into the room. It's empty. Fucking rushing back and forth. He hears the giggling again in his bathroom. He runs over there. Nothing. Phone rings again. The phone is off the hook, and it's unplugged from the wall. It is ringing. I pick it up. I start to freak out. It is the breathing on the phone. The witch appears to be moving from the bedroom to the bathroom, cackling. I hear the baby cry again. I hear banging coming from my room, as if someone heavy is running across the floor. I freak. I can't find anything happening. I can't even begin to comprehend. There's the baby crying, the phone ringing. The witch cackling, the banging on my floor. I finally flip. It has to end. I run out of my room. I go out of my room. I grab a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun. Oh, okay. I slide open the sliding door, open the balcony, and I let a shot off in the air. I, he's freaking out, right? Yeah. So that's why he does this. I don't know if that's All goes help, silent. But... Everything goes silent. The whole house goes crazy. The whole, the whole, he, everything goes silent. And he goes to pick up the phone. It's his brother. And he says, hey, hey, stop shooting. I'm under your house. Turns out the weekend before when I was away for the weekend, he had driven two hours to my house with a bunch of old stereo speakers and screwed the speakers with wires in various places under my house facing up against the bottom of the floorboards. He then ran ran wires from all the speakers back to a central location. He had wired my phone somehow via another phone that he had under the house. He had then gone home and made a mixtape with various creepy sounds. He then waited a full week and then late at night, driven again, driven the two hours to get out to my my cabin, snuck onto the property and crawled under the house with his Walkman. And then when the time was right, he called me and he was pushing play on the Walkman and connecting various wires to the Walkman as different sounds beamed into different rooms. So it was this crazy story. And he said, eventually he gave me the mixtape when he left and, and on it was written Operation 13 Ghosts. Dude, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Good thing he didn't shoot his brother. Uh, that is one way to die accidentally at the hands of a loved one. But very yes. cool. That's fun. You know, kids, dude, the kids don't have fun like that anymore. Isn't that nice? You know what? Because it takes real, you really have to be engaged. You do. And you have to be a little bit bored. You have to have a level of trust and a level of hatred to just go and torment your brother like that. I think that's great. That's a great family right there. 
I think it's a great family. And I also think that when it comes down to it, I just lo- I love a super involved prank. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't do it for the cameras. They do it for the love. They do it for the love. They do it for the love. So this is a cool story. I thought this was very interesting, especially headed towards what we're going to be covering this week's episode of Last Podcast and the last in the, the next couple episodes, probably okay. too. I'm from New Zealand, but I've been living in Japan for the last few years. When I was younger, I went on exchange in Kyushu in southern Japan. Due to a mix-up, the school had no families for me to stay with, so I stayed with one of the teachers. Very eccentric, always chuckling at everything. That reminds us kind of like anime style, where they're like, oh, that's kind of fun. Fun fact, many Buddhist priests in Japan work two jobs to support the temple. This teacher was also a Buddhist priest, so I stayed with him and his family in their temple. The house temple is large by Japanese standards. The temple proper is a full statue of their Buddha, all lacquered wood and gold leaf. The temple is quite old, even as a graveyard by the front gate with, ga- with graves dating back to the 17th century. Cool. Being a temple, there are certain rules. Japanese belief maintains that the temple gates are an entrance to the spirit world, where the gods reside. As such, we never use the main gate. Instead, go around the gate to show the spirits we are still in the world of the living. By tradition, all that gold used to make theft a big issue. So the temple needs a guard. In this case, they have Zenzai, the guard dog. They, I say guard dog, but she's actually a very friendly border collie, very handsome, and the best worst guard, best worst guard dog ever. Always happy to see me when I arrive and wants constant attention. She's kept by the front door by tradition, and I walk her every night when I stay. With that out of the way, let's get to the spooky shit. Nine question happened last time I visited. It was a quiet weekday night. The priest teacher father was working late at school and hadn't come home yet. The rest of the family were off doing their own thing, so it was just me and the elderly grandma. Sounds like the trifecta of just a guaranteed pedophile. The priest teacher father? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my. He might as well, yeah, 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 fucking priest teacher father cop. (laughs) No. The rest of the family were off doing their thing. So it was typhoon season, and we had three straight days of rain. Zenzai, the guard dog, hates storms. Her tail goes between her legs, and if there's thunder, she barks and scratches to be let inside. Tonight was no different. Now, Grandma said something in her rural accent I didn't quite understand, but she pointed at the front door. I got the message, so I went to go calm Zenzai down. I walked to the front door and opened it to see Zenzai, soaking wet and scared. I'm about to go let her go in, go, let her in when I notice it is suddenly dead silent. No wind, no heavy rain, no thunder, dead calm. Zenzai and I looked at each other, nervously, then both looked out into the yard in front of the temple. There were no clouds, and a full moon lit the yard with jagged shadows. I can't explain it, but the shadows in the yard all shifted imperceptibly, like sort of clicked into place, almost like I had stepped into another world. Zenzai suddenly started barking at the open temple gate. The hairs on my neck stood up, and my spine tingled like someone someone had poured ice down my back. I felt it too. Something was there. I watched a blob of shadow by the gate move and shift and slide across the yard, up to the temple steps and around the pillar in front of where I stood, maybe 10 feet from me. The shadow paused and looked looked at me, and it looked into my soul with giant green eyes. It was a kitten, Hmm. a tiny black kitten. It could have fit into the palm of my hand. Of course, typical, since I was just concerned about a tiny feline intruder. I went to go pet Sensei for a job well done when the kitten moved. This is where it gets strange. Uh-oh. Its front, its front half sort of stretched out to the nearest gravestone about 30 feet away. Oh. And its back half followed a good quarter of a second later. Turn around, looked me dead in the eye, then stepped out of existence. 
I was petrified, and Zensai pissed herself. Just started pissing. Damn. I told the priest about it when we got home. He chuckled, <laughs> then laughed, and he sat me down in the temp- temple to give me a blessing. He explained that Japanese witches employ certain animals. These animals carry their souls into the spirit world to do their bidding on the full moon, very much like the witch familiars of Western paganism, but with more contracts, rules, and bowing to each other. I likely just startled a local witch who was out doing their witchy business. He gave me a blessing just in case a curse had been put on me, but he said I was probably fine. But still, it really freaked me out. Yeah. And it still gives me the creeps. Don't piss off the witch. Look at that. Sort of like the slinky wiener dog from Toy Story. Very it much able to like stretch. That, but Very it's cute. cool. That's cute. I like that story that goes. It reminded me of Mushi She. I love it. I've been reading a lot of uh, Google. Been reading a reading lot. Reading a lot of Google. <laughs> been reading a lot. you reading a lot of, of Google. You know, mediums, they all got websites. Been reading they a lot do. about it. There's a whole bunch of different realms. I've been talking about that. You're, you, this is great. Yep, 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 yep. A um, lot of fun haircuts in the medium community. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> this has been a wonderful, I, I don't know, should I say it's been a wonderful episode? I thought, I hope you have enjoyed the episode. I fucking um, hope. And yes, let's see here. So thank you so much for buying the book. You can go to IndieBound.com and get the last book on the left. Also, our live show is out. Uh, LastPodcastLive.com. Uh, super fun show. We filmed it in NOLA. And uh, it is, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good reminder that live live performance will come back, and it does exist. It so, will come back. We yes. will be at you as soon as humanly fucking possible. I have no clue when that will be, but soon. You guys, yes, check out Last Podcast Merch as well, because we yes. have a lastpodcastmerch.com. All new shit. We got a, we got a, uh, a limited edition shirt just about to Oh, hit. my God, I love it. I love it. Just get up in there. You're gonna fucking you're gonna love that shit. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, honk, thank you guys. Honk honk honk. You remember? Do you remember? Yeah. Remember damn. That. Damn. You remember? Um. So guys, <laughs> live, live. You gotta live, man. Because people out there are fucking. Because you gotta get busy living. You're gonna get busy dying. That's what I heard. Yeah. Sure. I don't know who I. I think you know. I'm. I think Tony Danza said that. I. That could be. Could be. I'm not certain, but Tony Danza. What a talent. Multiple talents. Can dance, can sing, can act. Love, love him. Love his energy. I think, I think, did he die? Tony Danza, I I don't believe so. We'll find out. I hope not. I don't think so. Someone will tell us. Someone will tell us. You gotta laugh. (laughs) You know what's a good time to laugh is out here on the streets during the quarantine. If you're walking around, people are a little bit more unhinged than normal, especially in Los Angeles. And so when a really good way um, to deflect, I've found if someone says something like crazy to you you go you're right about that one buddy that's a great honestly great technique always agree engage agree move disengage yep disengage love love the the piece of disengaging from someone you're scared of on the street just how nice it is to get away from the weird like because nowadays it's a lot of people in bandanas and I was robbed by people with bandanas, so mm-hmm. sometimes it creeps me out. But I'm now learning to accept them and love them, too. And no, they're just trying to hide their face from reality. Well, perhaps uh, so they can't be facially recognized by all these cameras that are going up on a regular basis. Uh, yep. We didn't even talk about the robot dogs yet. The war is beginning, folks, so don't forget that when it comes to the war hey, against man, the machines. That's why- 
I'm on your side, robots. I know, I know. I'm not sure if they want you, but you you are giving them your full support, full throated support coming from Henry Zabrowski. That's it. No matter what yeah. someone tells you, no matter what someone tells you. Oh yeah, go. Never thought of it that Give way. Give them a shot. Let Give them get shot. a shot. And you get on out of there. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. Oh, Henry, I'm getting a premonition. Uh, you died on the toilet. No. Yeah, I knew it's all it. over. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.